Hello and welcome back to Cinema at First Sight. Today I am joined by my father. Good morning everybody. Yes, hello. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, then the premise of this podcast is that I will either watch the first episode of a TV show or the first half of a movie and judge it based on as little information as possible, which is what we're going to do today. We are about to tackle the new HBO series Mayor of Easttown starring Kate Winslet and get into a little deconstruction of the pilot. So, first question, is this a rewatch or is this a first time watch? Father, what is it for you? It's a first time watch for me. It is also a first time watch for me. I mean, that's not really hard considering it just came out. Mm. So we're pretty on top of it. We're fresh out the gate. Before we get into our analysis and deconstruction, I'll just go through some basic plot points. So the show revolves around Mayor Sheehan, who is played by Kate Winslet, and she is a detective in a small town called Easttown, somewhere near Philadelphia. So Mayor of Easttown, get it? What a well and accurately named show. We get introduced to a lot of characters and their personal situations and a lot of plot points. So it's a pretty jam-packed pilot, but... I'm going to try my best to sift through it and talk about the most important moments. So everything for the most part in the town is pretty chill and low-key, except for the fact that one year ago, a girl named Katie Bailey, a teenager, mysteriously disappeared, and Mare and the local police are yet to find her. Mare does have quite a lot on her plate though, so it's understandable. Her ex-husband Frank is getting remarried, she lives with her mother, Helen, and she's raising kind of an angsty but still ultimately nice teenage daughter, Siobhan, and her four-year-old grandson, Drew. Who is Drew's mother or father? We're yet to find out. Well, certainly not Siobhan. No, and we'll get into why later. Meanwhile, across town, we're introduced to Erin, who is a teenage single mother who lives at home with her alcoholic verbally and my bets are also on physically abusive dad, Kenny, and her hearing impaired infant son. She doesn't seem to have a great relationship with her baby's father, Dylan, who she is seen constantly trying to reason with. He does make this super difficult because he seems to be very reluctant to be a part of the child's life and also Loki refuses to scrape together any money for the baby's ear surgery. This reluctance is heightened by the fact that his new girlfriend, Brianna, is an aggressive, honest to God, psychopath. I know that may sound dramatic, but trust me, if anything, I'm underplaying it. She yells at Erin all the time and asks her to stay away from her boyfriend even though he's literally the father of her child. And then one night lures her into the woods by catfishing her and then full on physically assaults her. Just like beats her up at a party in front of Dylan and a bunch of other random teenagers, including Mare's daughter, Siobhan. However, the tea does not stop there. The morning after that wild night in the woods, Aaron's dead and predominantly naked body is found in the local creek. And that's the end of the pilot. A lot to ruminate on. Oh, I, I also have another dot point. Uh, another random plot point is that Mare meets an author named Richard, played by Guy Pearce, at a bar, and they hook up. But that is the extent of his character's relevance, and now let's dive into some analysis. So, first actual question, I'll let you take over because I monologued for a little bit. What are some of our favourite slash most exciting moments slash moments we deem to be most pivotal? Take it away, Father. Yes, well, look, I'm not going to choose a favourite moment because okay. this isn't really a feel-good comedy at all. And so, although you can appreciate certain scenes or, in fact, the whole program for the quality of the writing and the way it's filmed, the acting, all that kind of stuff, 
It's hard to say. Yeah, that, that bit. I love that bit because it was great. It's more, I think, the pivotal moment for me. I mean, you could pick probably four or five. I think if, if you had knowledge of where the series was going to go, it seems to be an episode very heavy with significant pointers, although because you're unfamiliar with the characters, you don't really know at this point. But I feel as if certain plot lines are being set up. But for me... The pivotal moment, and it's a fairly obvious one, is where young Aaron gets lured out to the woods by Brianna's catfishing and then gets beaten up. Yeah, um, that's a big one. That That's a big one, absolutely. And it's it's portrayed very coldly and matter-of-factly almost. Yeah, like not that there are ever any good assault scenes, but no. if we're going to rank them, that one's at the bottom. It was awful to it, watch. It, it was awful, and, and the poor girl uh, hits the deck. Um, Mare's daughter, Siobhan, comes to try and help her, helps her to her feet. But then Aaron just staggers off bleeding into the night. Then shows up dead the next day. And then shows up dead the next day. So uh, for me, that was a pivotal moment. I also have that as one of my pivotal moments. I have that tied with them finding Aaron's body the next day. Because obviously, yeah, that sets up what the rest of the series is going to be about. And yeah, it's a bit of a shocker. As is the physical abuse in the woods. It's very shocking and jarring and makes you feel uncomfortable as an audience yeah, member. And, and, and very realistic and dare I use the word gritty. I use the word gritty quite go, gritty. a lot in my yeah. notes. Uh, so yeah, I agree. Definitely the most pivotal. And I also don't really have a favorite moment in particular, like no plot point that I would point to as being the standout for me. However, I just have like some general favorite things about the show. I just have the tone. I enjoy it. Mm. I wrote Murder, She Wrote, but make it HBO. And I said, it's gritty. It's kind of like the toxic side of small town America with homicide thrown into the mix. But also it's not all doom and gloom. There are kind of small moments of levity and comedy and um, some small town interpersonal tea to cut through the high stakes drama of abuse and murder. So I like the blending of that. Mm. Um, Another word I I could pick to describe the whole feel of at least the pilot is bleak. Mm, We love a synonym. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not only reflected in the lives of many characters, but it's also reflected in the weather. Oh, for sure. It's constantly raining. East Town, the the episode's set in winter, it's constantly raining. It's that weird kind of suburban regional town it doesn't look like a great place to live i definitely would not be looking for an apartment there anytime Mm. soon and and the weather appears to suck very bad pathetic fallacy dare i say for all of our extension english students listening yes yeah well i I was thinking of that very same term yes yes Another favourite moment I have, just in general, I think Kate Winslet's performance. Great. I'll get into it more later as we do a bit of a character deep dive, but I think she's killing it. I feel like Kate Winslet's versatility is kind of slept on, but she can do it all. Yeah, look, she's terrific in this role. I mean, Mare's a, a, a very quietly eccentric character. Mm. Um, she's She's got a past. She has to deal with difficult circumstances every day. I mean, she's broken up from her husband, who's getting married, and yet he's living in the house out the back. Um, that's a that's, lot to deal with. That's a lot to that's deal with. That's some baggage. Uh, she's living with a mum who seems kind of okay, but I think definitely keeps her honest. The daughter, Siobhan, seems okay, but she's going through an angsty teenage period, and that's just in the home let alone that she's failed to solve a missing person's case for 12 months and the mother of the missing daughter is appearing on local television, essentially blaming her. So she's got a lot to deal with. She's got to take a toll. Yeah, yeah, she's very put upon. But you feel that there's a a certain internal resilience there. For sure. But it's a great performance by Kate Winslet, even down to the detail of the somewhat kooky 
accent. That's literally my next point. One of my favorite moments, random, but the accent specificity. Uh, we know it's set somewhere near Philadelphia. And while, to be honest, I don't really know what a Philadelphia accent no, sounds boy. like, but everyone low-key around the O's sounds like John Travolta in Hairspray. And in Hairspray, he's doing an exaggerated Baltimore accent, which is close to Philadelphia. Not so we, we mm. stand specific choices. Mm. Yeah, I, mean, I can only assume it's some kind of regional Pennsylvanian accent. Yes, 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 for sure. And now, moving on to things that we may not like as much about the show, some of our least favourite or moments we consider to be least exciting or least pivotal. Well, look, again, I, I would, as least favourite moment, I would actually equate that to my most pivotal moment, and that is the assault scene in the woods. I have exactly it, the same thing when Aaron's beaten up by Brianna. Yeah. Harrowing. It, 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 it's hard to watch. Brianna's awful. She's acting quite crazy. Insane. And Makes no sense. Her actions just do not line up with logic. Exactly. But you also get the impression that she's not happy with the life choices either. I mean, your life choices would have to be rough. You'd have to be upset with yourself too. To exhibit that behavior well, well, I think. that's exactly right yeah and I think she's uh, too immature to deal with the whole uh, living with a baby thing yeah. uh, there's a scene later on where she wakes up and the baby's crying and she just puts the pillow over her head and she looks miserable so I'm not trying to relate to her uh, her behavior is just awful yeah and you hate her absolutely uh, there's no redeeming quality no. in her whatsoever but it may be that I mean there's a couple of little hints that that we might be able to see the causes for his present state of unhappiness and strange behaviour. But they are explanations and not excuses. Exactly, that's right. They're more motivations than... Yeah. yeah exactly. So that's also my least favourite moment. Because, um, yeah, it's brutal. It's awful. And I'm just not a fan of toxic female relationships. Mm. We want women to be supporting women, not physically assaulting mm. them. Yeah, indeed. Yes. Um, so least exciting moment. I, I said that there wasn't one. Because as I said, it's kind of a jam-packed pilot. So every scene we learn something new or meet someone new or watch someone new get murdered. Uh, so there's a lot of excitement all the time. But least pivotal moment, I definitely, I have one. Yeah, I do too. It's very difficult at this point to say what is a insignificant moment and what's a significant moment. The show deals with a very complex web of personal relationships. Everybody knows each other. It's a small town. It's all a little bit... Not literally incestuous, but everyone knows each other's business. Yeah. However, on the basis of just watching the pilot, when she meets with Richard, meets up with Richard at the bar and hooks up with him, it's kind of like, okay, well, this may become significant, but in the context of everything else that's happening in the episode, it seems relatively trivial. I have literally the same thing. My most irrelevant moment is just Guy Pearce, just his character in general. Mm. He randomly shows up in town, doesn't seem to know anyone, hooks up with Marin, then that's it. I mean, maybe the fact that he's seemingly disconnected from everyone is kind of a red herring and he plot twists as the murderer. But I, I don't think so at this stage. He's just there. Not that I'm complaining. I feel like he's Mare's kind of like vehicle to pop off. She needs to let loose. He's her version of self-care. So we stand. But he's just not really providing anything plot-wise. No, look, look I think that's right. What, what I do like about that particular dynamic is that they seem to work very well together. And I was actually doing a little bit of reading and it turns out that Guy Pearce and Kate Winslet have known each other for 30 years, something Aww, like that. that's cute. They appeared in a movie together when they were both about 20. This would have been post-Titanic. I can't remember the name of the movie. But Titanic 2. They're, they're, they're good friends and the kids are friends and all that kind of thing. And you can see that in the relationship. It's mm. They're quite at ease with each other. Well, that's nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. A little off-screen anecdote. 
But yes, let's move on now to some of our favorite characters. I think we'll probably both agree, taking a stab in the dark, but my favorite character, Mare. Yeah, Mare, definitely. I mean, I mean, she's complex. She's got a lot to deal with. There are just so many difficulties in her life. For example, in this episode, she finds out that her ex, Frank, is getting married. Frank organizes a dinner which clashes with uh, a ceremony to commemorate the 25th anniversary of the local East Town High School team, basketball team, winning the state championships and, and Mayor apparently hit, uh, sorry, um, slam dunk. Slam dunk. Yeah. I know nothing about sport, but yeah, she got, yeah. she, she got the ball in the she, net. She shot the winning goal. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that was a huge thing for the town because not much happens there. Exactly. Um, and Mayor, of course, in her usual slightly down at mouth kind of way, is not that excited by the ceremony, but at the same time, she's a little bit tetchy about the fact that dinner has been organised as a complete clash with that. And of all just, nights. Exactly right. So that's an emblemic of the kind of difficulty she has to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Poor thing. Yeah, no, I said similar stuff. I said she's driven. She's an independent working woman. And yeah, we get a sense that she's been through a lot and come out the other side. So she's definitely tenacious. Uh, She also seems very good at her job, despite the fact that she Mm. hasn't found the missing girl for a year. But that's pretty hard when there are no traces of her. So she's still very diligent. Yeah, committed and possibly obsessive. I just got a whiff of that. Yeah. And yeah, so she does seem very serious, but she also has a sense of humor. We get glimpses of it, but it's just a very, very dry sense of humor. Mm. And yeah, as we said before, Kate Winslet, killing it as always. She's great as mayor because she brings a likability to her that I don't necessarily no would have been there on the page or maybe there in the hands of a less competent actress so she brings kind of a warmth behind mm. the dry persona which I appreciate do you have any other favourite characters? look um, minor character but I, I, I quite enjoy his presence on screen and that's Mayor's boss the okay. local sheriff um, he seems a long suffering type whenever he turns on the television there's someone complaining about <laughs> about the fact that the local police haven't done their job I think Mayor might be a, a somewhat feisty person to kind of supervise and I've got some sympathy for him I, I, I like his quiet sense of resignation yeah interesting yeah. I kind of forgot he existed yeah, but well, no he brought up a good point yeah he's very like hey. talking about her colleagues also don't mind the new cop who on his first day in the job mayor finds out that he's got an aversion to the side of blood and questions whether he's chosen the right career he's kind of sweet as well yeah he gives me kind of way he gives me like um twin peaks vibes like andy at first when Mm. he sees laura palmer's dead body he Mm. starts crying Mm. so very much like small town america incompetent cop vibes i appreciate it yeah yeah indeed that's right so there's a few references going on there as well i like it a bit of a bricolage yeah 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 um i have some other favorite characters i have Aaron written down. She seems nice. Yeah, that's exactly... We don't know much about her, but for all intents and purposes, she seems nice. Definitely, definitely. But also she's like 16, so she has a right to be naive. But I mean, yeah, so I said she seems nice, but I guess more accurately, she seemed nice, RIP. She was just out there trying to do the best for her child, struggling at home with an abusive father. Or at least an unsympathetic father. Yeah, well, verbally abusive for sure. And struggling at school with her toxic ex boyfriend and his psychopathic new girlfriend. So again, she's got a lot on her plate at a young age, and I I have sympathy for her, and Mm. she deserved better than to be murdered and left in a creek. Mm. Don't we all? Mm. Yes, indeed. Um, I also, kind of contradictory to what I was saying before, I guess, I have Richard, question mark, as a favourite character, but 
only because I like the role he provides in Mare's life. So I like that he's purely just there to give her a break. She mm. needs it. Yeah, yeah, she does. She her does. work and home life don't seem amazing. Yeah, that's right. Everything else is pretty unremittingly unfun. Exactly. Mm. So yeah, he's not a favorite character because he's pretty much nothing. He has no personality traits that stand out at all. But yes, I like the role he provides well, you, for you, our overworked female lead. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you kind of leave when he turns up because you think, okay, well, this is not going to be such a challenging scene. So I can just kick back for a minute or so. Yes. And, and what's the interaction? A mental break for both Mare and the viewers at home. Absolutely. Yeah. And now, flip that on its head, some least favourite characters. Wow, there's one standout. Oh, well, there's a couple of standouts. There's a couple of standouts. But but certainly Brianna. 100%. She's my number one. Yeah, the the girlfriend of Erin's ex, Dylan. She's psychopathic. Yeah. She's obviously deeply insecure. She can't handle the fact that that her boyfriend has had a relationship with Erin and that they have a child. She doesn't like having to deal with the child. She's completely illogical perhaps driven that way by his insecurity questioning Erin about why she has to be in touch with her boyfriend Dylan to which Erin obviously responds because we have a child together um so she seems a, a to- almost a totally unsympathetic character I mean I, I, I mentioned a, a couple of her personal circumstances which may or may not provide a clue to her motivations but at this point she's pretty much all bad yeah like sure she may have a tough home life but by the looks of it everyone in this pilot has a tough home life and so that's no excuse that, really we don't oh. know we're just guessing yeah, yeah. Um, so really she's the worst she's awful she's clearly the worst she hates Erin for literally no reason yeah. so much so that she brutally physically assaults her in the woods and why because I don't know she's jealous that her new boyfriend used to date her and well, now they have a kid but what an invalid reason to hate and actively go after someone well I was going to say I think she is driven by a kind of juvenile jealousy yeah but I don't understand like she went into this relationship knowing his mm. baggage so don't take that out on the mother of his child sure absolutely so Brianna's a no and also I have Dylan Oh, sure. I he, think he's just as bad. He's got the surly expression on his face. Yeah. He refuses to help with the money for the child's ear problem. And he's totally in the thrall, it seems, at this point at least, of said Brianna. Uh, yeah, Which look, is his choice. Yeah, yeah. And so he, he seems to be, at, at best, weak and ineffectual. But actually, I think a fair bit worse than that. Me too. Yeah. I said he's horrible to Aaron because he's, I don't know, resentful that she got pregnant? I, I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and of course, he's also on hand for the beating. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have that and, as well. And not only doesn't intervene, in fact, he seems to be actively right, yeah. on, on Brianna's side. Yeah, he um, does. He fully stands by and watches her wail on Erin and not just watches but fully encourages it. Yeah, that's right, exactly right. And then when Siobhan and uh, I think a couple of her bandmates, certainly a couple of her, her friends, turn up, one of Siobhan's friends says to him, what are you doing? Or words like that. And he just... Uh, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, no, he's he's not coming from a good place. I don't no, like he, at, all. at all. He seems unwilling to be a part of the child's life and seems to have terrible taste in humans given his new unhinged girlfriend. Mm. Disgusting behaviour. Also, he's played by the actor who played Grizz in The Society who was a super nice character. So I feel personally wronged and betrayed by him. And, and me too, because he looks more than a little like a young Jeff Tweedy, the and Wilker, um, who, sure. who I quite like. And so, again, I feel betrayed, but for different reasons. Yeah. So, Dylan, do better. Uh, and then another least favourite character I have is Aaron's dad, Kenny. Yeah, sure. He's a bit of a nightmare. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah. He's not in it very much, but every time he is in it, he's yelling at her about everything from doing the dishes and cooking dinner and providing for the household, which, not to throw shade, seems like a him problem and not a her problem. Yeah. But then also blames her for the fact that she needs to raise her baby, which seems like a common theme among everyone in her life. Yeah. If, if I could sum him up in two words, I'd say nasty drunk. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Okay, and moving on to storylines we think will be expanded upon slash think should be expanded upon or what we want to see more or less of. Mm, mm. Well, look, one thing I noticed, and this was the scene just before the former members of the basketball team walk out onto the stage. I, I feel that there's a few pivotal characters in the show who were all part of that team and all have a shared history. And so there's Mayor, obviously. There's her best friend whose name escapes me. Uh, and then there's also the mother of the missing girl, T, was also in the team. And so these people have got a shared past. All from the same team. All from the same team. And yet I, I, I have the feeling you're going to be drawn increasingly into conflict with each other. So that's something which I'm going to look out for. And, and that, that kind of confirms what we were saying before about the very small town, slightly incestuous aspect yeah. Um, yeah. of the whole scenario, which is the way that country towns work. So yeah. I'm, I'm very interested by that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have a number one thing. The main thing I want to know more about is who killed Aaron. Well, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. So far, there seem to be a lot of suspects. Uh, I feel as if the whole show is going to be about that. Me too. Well, maybe the, there may be a, some kind of storyline about the missing girl. I don't know. But certainly, by the end of the first episode, that's your priority number one. Yeah. I, I just want to know who did it. I want to know who's after her and why. Because weirdly, this seemingly very nice and chill, for all intents and purposes, 16-year-old girl has a lot of people who unjustly hate her. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Haters gonna hate. Yeah. So I want to know more about why people hate her. Maybe she is an unsympathetic character. We don't know. I'd like to know more about that. And then, yeah, obviously, who committed the crime. Mm. I also want to know, how is Mary grandmother? Which one of her kids is Drew's mother or father? So yeah, her teenage daughter Siobhan, we know is gay, and to make the choice to adopt or have a child through artificial insemination at 16 would be a bit of a weird choice, so uh, I think we can pretty safely rule her out. Look, I think so, because she's also sharing the house and certainly not playing a motherly role. No. With the little shaver, so I, I, I've ruled her out as a mother. Yeah. Um, Mare must have another kid. Who are they? And where are they? Exactly. And, uh, and yeah. And, and is it the mother or the father or both? And what role are they know? playing in the baby's life? I'd That's, like to know. I, I, I'm, I'm I'm very confused by that. But I think I'm supposed to be. I think we're supposed to be as well. And yeah, another thing I want to know is Guy Pearce going to become more relevant. Yes, yes, I'm wondering about that. It may be that he just stays as a peripheral character, which would be kind of cool. But um, we're just going to have to find out. Yeah. Perhaps he's going to be the murderer. I was going to say, does he actually have nothing to do with anyone in the town? Or did he grow up there, leave, change his identity? I don't know. I'd like to know. He is a university lecturer, and there have been some fairly recent shows where university lecturers turn out to be dodge. So, you know, there's that option, which is kind of a delicious possibility yeah a bit of a scandal mm. so we'll see i guess time will tell do you have anything you want more or less of i think i mean i feel as if we're going to get lots of mare throughout the show definitely I'm, I'm completely happy about that because i think it is largely a show about her yes no and, we've touched on her backstory and her home life but i'd like to know more yeah absolutely Apart from that, look, I'd like to know more about everything, really, because there's a lot in this episode to get your head around. There's a lot that's possibly implied, or maybe not even implied, but there's a lot of markers which are set in this whole episode. I mentioned the the grown-up women who were members of the basketball team before, what's going to happen with their different relationships, uh, what's happening with the missing girl. Perhaps we'll get some explanation as to why Brianna is such a bitch. I don't know. But there's so many questions at this point, which I think is pretty much the point. 
that is pilot. I was gonna say that is the role of a pilot episode yeah. we've just scraped the surface yeah, yeah, of yeah, the exactly. nefarious goings and, on of this small town and, and, and does more than enough to pique your interest oh definitely yeah. I'm, I'm fully lured um, I also do have something I want to see less of mm-hmm. I want less Brianna sure she sucks I want her she out of Easttown Dylan is also the worst but I want to see more of him and find out the role that he played in Aaron's life before all of this went down so like life pre-Brianna and maybe even life pre-baby but Brianna I want and need to know nothing about well we've said before that she's got nothing to recommend her so I'd be quite happy if she's out of the rest of the show I suspect that won't happen I don't think so but I'm hoping that she can play a peripheral role at best just to get her out of my face or let's kill her off yeah sure she should have been in the creek sure justice for Aaron absolutely yeah um, now, moving on to our next category, most problematic moments, again, in brackets, if applicable, may not necessarily be mm. the um, case. Look, the, the moments which were hard to watch. For sure. But that certainly doesn't make them bad moments. I can't think of any problematic moments in terms of the quality of the episode, the writing, the acting, anything like that. Everything's top notch. Yeah, no, I said that, I said apart from everyone's behaviour, there aren't really sure. any actual problematic moments. No. East Town does seem to be jam-packed with some pretty toxic problems problematic humans. I who, certainly wouldn't that. No, definitely not. They all have a penchant for physical and verbal abuse and mm-hmm. like I was saying before, hatred towards mothers. It seems like a weird theme. There seems to be a common theme among everyone. They're blaming Erin for being a mother and baby shaming. Like sure teenage pregnancy is not ideal, but that's a bit excessive. Sure. Um so that's just like a weird glimpse into the toxicity of small town life. Yeah, and can I just make an observation about that? I mean, it seems like the kind kind of town where everybody seems to know each other's business but you're really wondering do they are there hidden issues below the surface with various characters I suspect there are and I think the show perhaps is going to unpack a fair bit of that stuff I think so too and I don't think that the things that they will unpack will necessarily be PC and Um, fun and light and fluffy I think they're going to be problematic I I think they're going to be problematic too and so we've come around to the point of the question yes that I think possibly the most problematic part of the show is coming up in the future as we begin to understand these characters their motivations their backgrounds and their actions exactly but also like I tend to always say in this category the writers of the show have definitely not created these characters as like funnels for their own views so they're not promoting these values as being a-okay so therefore the show itself is not problematic just a bunch of its gross town constituents yes it does that's that on that. Life in a small town. I think somebody wrote a song about that. Uh, ew. Okay. <laughs> um, next category. What category of viewing would we slot this into? The three I have laid out for us are trash, meaning that it's a terribly written show. Treasure, meaning that it's great, it's well acted, it's well created. Or guilty pleasure, meaning that it isn't a great show, but I'm kind of into it and I feel bad about the fact that I am into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for me, hands down, no question, treasure. Me too. Yeah. It, it, it's brilliantly done. It's beautiful shot the acting's fantastic the writing is really good yep. i'm finding it difficult to find fault with it apart from the problematic behavior of the characters which is after all part of the show exactly We're yeah watching a television show exactly yep i have the same thing really well written actor directed plus i'm a fan it's objectively good and for me subjectively good i want to know what happens next i'm intrigued me I'm too me too and viewing style so who would we want to watch it with where would we watch it and who would we not want to watch it with 
aka for us our least and most ideal viewing circumstances. Right. Well, um, I, I wouldn't be watching the show with anybody who's got a tendency towards depression. I think it might send them over the edge. That is true. Yeah, as we were saying, our words for the episode were bleak and gritty. The, the, the grim look of the whole thing, the slightly claustrophobic feel, um, all of that could send somebody who's got tendencies that way over the edge. So I, I certainly wouldn't do that. Yeah. Would I watch it with my mum? No, I don't think so. I probably would. Yeah, yeah, okay. Would I watch it with you? Yes, yes. We did. Yes. Um, Would I watch it with other friends? Yes, I guess so. I'd watch it with anybody who can appreciate cinematic quality. I wrote that as well. Oh, I said go. I probably wouldn't want to watch it on a night in with friends because I feel like they'd talk through it. Yes, yes. No, so, you wouldn't want to do that. You, you, no. you need to watch it with rapt attention. In, exactly. In, in silence. Because I also get the feeling that it's the little things that are significant exactly. in this program. Yeah. We'll find out more about that as it goes on. But you need an eye for detail, I suspect. Yeah, I think I'd honestly either want to watch it alone or with one or yeah. max two other people who respect the sanctity of TV. Mm. and are genuinely invested and want to find out what happens next. Yeah, exactly. That's right. You, you, you don't want anybody trivialising the whole thing. No. But also, I feel like, in terms of demographic, I, I I think a lot of people would like this show because it is a bit gritty, so I guess if you like your viewing fair to be on the light, low-stakes, fluffy side, then maybe not. But it could appeal to a lot of different people. It also does have some adult themes, I guess, for lack of a less eye-rolly term like murder and abuse, so probably not for kids. Not for kids. No. Uh, I think kids would probably get bored, actually, yeah. because there isn't a great deal of capital A action. There are no exploding things at this point. Yeah. And it's it's very much based on the dialogue. Yeah. Um, so I, I think a lot, would, without wanting to be patronising, but a lot would go over many children's heads. So I, I wouldn't recommend it for... Same goes for stupid people. Or stupid people. Yeah. I, I Same category, really. I wouldn't recommend it for really. anybody with an IQ of less than 100. Yeah. And I certainly wouldn't recommend it for anybody under, say, 14. For sure. I think they're some good markers. Mm -hmm. Another question, will we keep going with the rest of the season? Indubitably is my response. Yeah, I said 100%. Yeah, 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 totally. I want to find out who killed Aaron. Indeed. I, I want to find out, yeah, exactly more about Lady Hawk's life. In fact, so we haven't touched on that, but the first episode is actually called Lady Hawk. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the nickname that Mare got when she won the basketball game for the local basketball team, the Hawks. Anyway, I want to find more about Lady Hawk. Not so much about her basketball playing pursuits. I think they're dead and gone. But certainly about her life, and I'm, I think we will. Something tells me, that. considering it's Mayor of East Town, yeah, yeah. that we're probably going to find out more about Mayor of East Town. Yeah, I believe that to be true. And I'm here for it. I want to see what happens yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, totally. And the final question. Rating out of five. Mm, okay, um, it's excellent. Yes, um, for sure. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see the whole series before I gave it a full rating. Of yes, course, but based but, on the pilot. But, uh, but the whole premise of this podcast is similar at first sight. So Correct. on the basis of first sight, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Oh, okay, with nice. With the potential for it to grow, actually. I oh. think it's excellent. Yeah. No, I definitely have potential for it to grow. But, like, yeah, for a pilot... And in terms of my enjoyment, I, I gave it a four. Okay. But yes, definitely room to grow. It's really good. And also works really solidly as a pilot. It's very compelling. But what I think is most impressive about it is that it manages to introduce you to a lot of characters in their home lives and a lot of plot points without making you feel overwhelmed. No, that's true. So it's still, I wouldn't say relatively easy to follow, but you can keep up with it and you learn a lot without feeling like the pilot's entire purpose is just to shove information down your throat. Mm. So it's still enjoyable and fascinating in its own right as an episode while also being an excellent introduction to the town and its people and a setup for what's to come. Well, I couldn't agree more. Perfect. Glad we're not going to have an argument on air. 
Great show, would recommend. Mm. Manages to balance all of this perfectly, which is really difficult. Absolutely, 100%. And that is pretty much all we have for you. Thank you so much for listening. Go watch Mayor of Easttown now on Foxtel Now if you're in Australia, on HBO Max if you're in America, or as always, our handy Port Locker and 123 Movies unofficial sponsors because they're illegal. And I will talk to you next week when I review something I, as always, haven't picked yet. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you for having me. Anytime.